Howdy and welcome to this episode of Beers with Engineers, a podcast by Engineering Dads where if it looks stupid but it works, then it's not stupid. This episode we discuss the pros and cons of the ATAR and commencing university without knowing what you wish to study. We also debunk the age-old question, are women colder than men? To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok and our link above to see our other projects. Let's crack on. Awesome, and welcome back to another episode of Beers with Engineers. Let's, you know the drill, crack them open. Let's do it. Hey boys, and before we get into it today, I just want to acknowledge the fact that it is Are You Okay Day, and it's not shouldn't be a day where we just ask each other how we're feeling and if we're okay. should be to remind us that we should be doing it on a regular basis, and for me doing this podcast with you guys and doing engineering dads in general, that's good mm. for my mental health. That's what I do as a hobby. It makes me feel better in general. So to everyone listening... If you're ever feeling down, find something you really love, find something you really enjoy, get a good social circle because it really what gets me going through the day. Anyways, on with the topics. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, James, you're probably going to lead us on this one because yeah, you seem a bit ready to go. Um, yeah, take it away, James. Yeah, well, I don't really have any technical pitches or anything in the norms today. It's just something that's been bugging me for the, probably my whole life, but I've been thinking about it the last few days just with like the HSC going on and whatnot and how hard it is for students at the moment. Um, something that was really hard for me becoming an engineer and maybe for even yourself, Sean, and even with yourself, Patty, with what you did is when I was in school, I, my, I didn't want to be an engineer to begin with. I liked the idea, but I wanted to do physio. And mm-hmm. to become a physio, you needed such a high ATA. I was like 98 or something at the time. Yeah. And I acknowledge the fact that I probably couldn't reach that because I didn't have the educational support to do it. So... When I knew I wasn't going to get that, I was like, what's the second option I can have? And that's when I really realized I like design and build and I want to get into chemicals and chemical engineering was a thing. And no, not to make blue meth like Walter White. (laughs) But thinking heavily on it, you know, all of us could have done what we wanted to do if the education system was fair. Because just thinking about how terrible our liberal government is, is they're not really a liberal government at all anymore. They don't care about freedoms. They don't care about economy. There's no freedom of choice to pick what you want to do in your educational path. They say there is, but just looking back at it, there's not. So just to start, I'm going to give a couple of numbers that I've just done for some research in the past few days. Mm. And then I want to get into what you can do about it as an individual. And then I want you guys to kind of give me your two cents on it because I know this is a big topic and everyone can have an opinion. So in 2018, it was found that educational inequality cost the Australian economy $20 billion dollars. From 2009 to 2015, students in the bottom 10% of performance fell by about 21.3 points and 14.4 points for those in the 90th percentile. And sadly, a big group of these was from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders and also immigrants. Mm. Overall, the bottom cohorts have fallen about 50 more percent than the top. So from those calculations, um, a 50.4 has like led to test scores has actually cost a decline in long-term GDP growth by about 0.87% a year, sorry, and which extrapolated cost of the Austra- which extrapolated cost to about 118.6 billion dollars in Australia of loss between t- 2009 and 2015, which is fucked. So it was then found if that educational quality gap was closed, we need 22 billion dollars over a decade. But when Scone became Prime Minister in 18, after Malcolm Turnbull in 2017 introduced $23.5 billion, he only added $4.6 billion for a whole fucking decade. 
and labeled $1.2 billion fund for choice and affordability, but then later specified that it was, oh, it was just to ensure that Catholic schools can get better funding in less fortunate areas. Now, when they looked at this, it was found that in 2018 to 19, there was about $336 more for those in non-government system. And that sounds like, all right, oh, that's a couple hundred more dollars. But looking at it in the bigger picture, that's only a few thousand dollars per student. And you guys know that those private schools and those Catholic schools cost tens of thousands of dollars a year to send your kid to. Yeah. So, something that I always look back on is just how shit our education system is. I don't agree with how the HSC works and how this ties in with this podcast is because, you know, a lot of people want to do engineering. A lot of people want to become doctors, lawyers, you name it. There's so many things you can be now, but I still feel like it's so inaccessible for so many people to do what they want to do because the education system is so structured to condition people in a certain way and I've just never been okay with it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's there's a lot of like documentation that shows Australians quite lacking behind, specifically in its tertiary education. It's it's really dropping quite quickly in terms of reading, writing, literacy, and then um, like finer tuned skills that they acquire at university. And a lot of it's to do with the business case, right? So in in Europe and France, for example, it costs a few hundred euros for a year at university. And their, their education level's on par with ours, right? And that's kind of concerning, right? It's a few hundred euros, so maybe, what, $500 a year compared to, what, five grand is what we paid per semester? It's about 500 bucks yep. just for one class. No, so, 500 bucks per year. Oh, sorry, I see what you're saying, yeah. No, no, for, in Australia, in Australia. We could, and majority of people would be taking at least, you know, four or five classes a semester, so, you know, 500 times five, mm. you know, nearly two over two grand. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty concerning too because if you look at education right if you invest money into proper schooling and education and then um universities and support for the majority of people right they start moving into higher paid jobs right they 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 move out of the the labored work uh uh field streams and work into the higher higher like higher advanced um jobs and whatnot and then you then there's a facility to import labor as well from importation and uh, not importation uh, immigration. That's the word I'm looking for. But the idea is that the the starting class now gets smarter. You can then expand, and so like a few dollars in education could be hundreds of dollars in the economy if you look at it the right way. And so there's a real like cost benefit analysis that you can do for education, like you were saying, James. Investing in education is one of the most critical things, but the only problem with it is investing in education, you don't see the benefit for it for like five, six years. It takes time to educate people. It takes time for the the programs involved. It's always, always longer than the time to run in the next election. So there's no benefit to do it. Why would I spend money on something that's not going to get me reelected when I can divert that funds to a new stadium, to a a short government policy, a defense contract, which is immediate... And it's like, oh, look, I'm saving the world. When realistically, you're actually putting money away from things that really are needed. Additionally to this, right, international students in Australia pay a lot more than we do, right? We pay five grand uh, a semester. They pay pay 22, 25 grand for the exact same education just because they're international, which seems ridiculous because 
that's on par with US education levels, which has been renowned for putting into people into bankruptcy. There's no um, hex debt. You have to go through a bank. You have to pay interest on this. And so it's it's been quite well known in the US that the university system is so privatized, it's now making heaps of money. The education industry, the, the tertiary education industry, from international students, guess how much they made in a, on an average year before before COVID? A couple hundred million. $37 billion. Fuck, so like... It is one of our largest exports in Australia, education. We have privatized it to the point that we're making more out of it than some minerals. Yeah. It, it it just it just shows that that by by making it a profit driven thing, that um you're really lacking the, the benefit that the education system was designed to set up for right. It's designed to help. It's designed to develop and educate a workforce to to get jobs and to to move into fields that had higher pay and then help the economy. By privatizing it, you're reducing that benefit. Yeah, you make a quick buck, you get more in tax, sure, but the overall long-term benefits are now lost. It, it, yeah. It's so weird, this idea of like privatizing everything makes it better. It doesn't. The reason Australia has one of the best healthcare systems in the world is because it is a mix of both public and private. Like you look at the Canadian um, public uh, healthcare system, people say, oh, it's great, it's free. It's actually not that great because it's um, public. You don't get to earn as much money, so people go to the U.S. The doctors move to the U.S., do operations there. My grandma, who needed a hip replacement, had to wait 18 months. Australia, however, you have the option to get it done within a few months or done privately within a week. And that's why Australia is pushed quite far ahead. We're almost at the best. I think like Norway or something's better. It's always like Norway or um, Denmark or some shit. One of those really, really happy countries. One of those scandals. Yeah, they're always the happy fuckers, aren't they? But, but <laughs> yeah. coming back, coming back to the point, right? Coming back to the, again, Denmark. Denmark, one of the coldest places on the earth. Like four hours of sunlight in summer or winter, and they're happier than Australians. Like, how does that happen? Anyways, the point being. Coming back to it, the idea of letting everything become privatized, which is what the liberals do, privatize everything, everything, privatize it, make a quick buck. Because you've privatized it, you sell that industry to, you sell that like arm to your to an industry, to a company, they make money, they pay taxes, you, you are now in the black because you've sold something and now taxing it, right? But long term, you're losing money. It's like you sold your car to your neighbor. Yeah, okay, you got a whole lot of money right now, but that you got to rent that car back from your neighbor. Long term, it's going to cost you quite a bit of money. Exactly. The problem is, every four years, they switch, or every three years, they switch governments. So it doesn't matter. They said, look, we made heaps of money this year. Yeah, because you sold your fucking arm in the car. Of course you're going to make money, but it's going to cost me, the next person that's involved. That's what they love. Anyway, sorry, I'm I'm all for this rent. <laughs> Yeah, what what you've pretty much just touched on is just typical mistakes by liberals. And look, I'm all for conservatives to a point of view where you spend money appropriately and you look at long-term costs and you think for liberals, somewhat, people who want to push freedom and like, you know, economical rights and whatnot, they look at this in the long term, but clearly they haven't. And to me, I think the top two, one of the top two most important things, and I'm open for to, you know, to challenge me here, is healthcare and education. To mm. me, that I think that is critical to everything that determines everything the best investment is your health and your knowledge that will pretty much branch off and there's a lot of other things together that's what i think of straight away and yeah pretty much what you just explained is there's no long-term 
benefits they've looked at when there's just so much that can be done because people are missing out on doing the jobs they want to do. Mm. And that's what I touch on and I hear about it all the time. So, um, I wanted to just talk about what you can do about this because we can rant for hours and we're not going to get anywhere because people are aware of this issue. Um, but I want you guys to add to the list where you can because these are very, very high level um, and they're very overarching. So, number one, subscribe to Engineering Dads. Um, nah. Cheeky um, plug. At, elec- at election time, research the politician or political party's motives before voting. In Australia, I feel like we have a tendency to just vote for parties because that's what our parents believe and we don't actually take on board what that political party believes. Mm. Now, there's no you should vote Labour, Liberal, Greenies, One Nation, whatever, because you might have a really bad Labour leader. You might have a really bad Liberal leader and vice versa. So, really look into what they're funding, why they're funding it. And trust me, it makes a difference. So, mm. just care. Um, number three, have a think about what you want to do or encourage your kids to think about what they want to do early in their career. Because some a trap a lot of Australians fall into is they're pushed to do their HSE because it's this oh, competition between students and because someone else remembered um, a scientist's name, they got a higher rate, <laughs> they did better than you, so you don't get to become a physiotherapist. That's not okay. So, a trap they'll fall into is going, oh, I may as well go to uni because I've got this ATAR, I'll do a Bachelor of Arts. No, think about early what's going to make you happy in life. You might not even need to stay in school, you might do a trade and you might think of the right study path. You might not need to stay in school um, or you might know the easy way to get into uni. Number four, research what scholarships are available to you. So, funding's a big thing we've talked about and sometimes you need a bit more money. You're you know, not in the higher socioeconomic class, which is another problem that liberals are fucking up at the moment. Um, anyway, let's not get into that. So, see what funding you can get. And number five is recognition. So, get involved in as many extracurricular things that you can do while you're at school and outside of school because that might just boost your credibility both on your resume and, you know, just, just getting your name out there. In this day and age, it's all who you know and what, not what you just know. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my top two things here is healthcare and education, but we're not going to talk about ScoMo's um, unfair cuts to Medicare. That's not the point of this podcast. Another podcast. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight someone if we keep talking down this yeah. path. Yeah, well, you're, you're reminding me of it, Sean, when you brought up how good our healthcare system is. It's fucking amazing. But like, mm. I, I'm worried this is next to be privatized completely and we're going to be in the exact same boat that we are now. Yeah. I mean... Or, sim- or look, a similar boat. It does look like a bit of a slippery slope at the moment with certain cuts to Medicare and then what stops them cutting it again? And they go, okay, it's fine. We're not going to cut it all at once. We're just going to do it slowly to try and make our budget look better. It, people, you can't put people down as just a number. Like, what's the cost of a human life? What's the cost of an Australian? Because that's what they're cutting right now. But um, back on your point of how to, like, how to do university and whatnot, I think that one of the things that a lot of people are scared of is being told, you've got to get this, you've got to achieve this, you've got to hit a certain mark, you've got to do a certain career because it's what your uncles did, your fathers did, your cousins do. Um, I'm from a Filipino family. so uh, And look, my sister's a nurse. That's a Filipino stereotype if I've ever seen it. Uh, but the point I'm trying to say is really think about what you want to do. And so it's it's okay to stop and pause and to think. And like, I highly recommend this. If you finish high school, you've got your radar, you've ticked the box, that project is closed. Take a year off. Take take mm. a year off. Really sit down and think, how, what do I want in life? Because if you keep going from high school to university to job, you ne- you're going to get to 50 and realize I have not achieved anything that I've wanted. 
Really set out a plan, take a year off, set a plan for what you want to do in life and think, is this going to achieve that? Is this along the path? Is this aligned with what I want to be? If like there's a there's a really good um uh strategy that they said is like imagine you go to a funeral, right? You go to a funeral, you're walking down the aisle, you're seeing down the pews people and they're sad. Who are they? Are they your friends? Are they your family? Who are they? And as you walk up to the casket, you see yourself. And then your family and friends are gonna go up and speak about you. What do you want them to say? That is how you decide the values of your life. That's how you figure out what you need to do. Mm. Another one to add to that as well is in terms of imagination. Imagine you're on your deathbed and you're moments away from dying and God or whoever you believe in, if you don't believe in anything, you can imagine a guardian angel, whatever, Mm. comes up to you and goes, this is what your life was supposed to look like. What do you imagine your life is supposed to look like? And that puts that sense of realism into your head because we all want to live the dream, but you also have to be realistic at the exact same time. So I think... While it's important to stri- like to shoot high and aim high, um, really be realistic with it as well and think of what you can achieve. Mm. And yeah, even though I say shoot high, the sky is your limit. The world's your oyster. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 one of the best things they say is, um, on your deathbed, I've never heard anyone say, I wish I watched more TV. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I just ate more junk food. No one ever says that. They always say like the adventurous shit. While you're young, while you are ready to do that, do it. Do it while you can. Because I can tell you right now, you're going to regret it if in your 90s and you wish you did something that you would have done now. I mean, don't go crazy. Don't break the law or some shit like that. That's <laughs> not, I'm not advising that. Um, this has gotten off tangent from fucking ScoMo in the education system. but um, We're not advising an early grave. We're no. advising a late grave with early experiences and adventures. That's Yeah, that's, that's right. So, That's a very good summary. No, but also, since let's let's get away from this uh, death metaphor and an analogy. But I'm in agree. I agree with you, uh, Sean, when it comes to like take that year off because I wish someone told me that yeah. because I and I was actually lucky because like I applied for a bunch of law subjects and stuff and I was originally going to do that and I went to one class. And I was like, I oh, fucking this is the boring <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. So I immediately was like, nah, I I find literature a bit more fun. So I was like, I'll change that. But I was lucky. I changed that within, you know, a week or two weeks in. Some people don't know that. And they'll just go through the first year and realize, oh, shit, I didn't want to do, you know, engineering. I wanted to do law. I wanted to do arts. I wanted to do something else. And then then they're stuck in a career that they didn't want. No, not even that. They need to start over a year later with 10 grand of debt already established. Mm. So if so if you're not going to if you're not going to take if you're going to take a year off, if you're not going to do it for, you know, time off or adventure or planning, just do it so you can just relax and go in knowing, all right, I have an idea, I sort of want to do this, let's figure it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on one of my previous points as well. I also said like get involved in as much extra shit as you want. So what I did was during school, I got involved in the extracurricular stuff like going to Ansto. We did tours at Ansto like for chemistry and whatnot. Um, We did tours of water treatment plants. There were so many tours we could get involved in if we wanted to. So I reached out and you know, went to those conferences, went to those, um, you know, uni open days to talk about what you can achieve in different engineering. So I knew before I finished, I was like, I want, like, this is what I want to do. I know I want to do it because I got involved when I could. So taking a gap year is amazing because you can think about what you want to do, but also if you really want to get there, 
um, from a different point of view, just look into things early and get involved in things because you don't realize how much of you appreciate it when you're there physically. Mm. But yeah, the point the point I want to make of this whole thing is like I'm just yeah really not okay with how much people are struggling, especially right now with what's going on. And I just yeah I wish I wish our government could step up and actually put some money into it because they're putting so much money into other things like you said, Sean, to get money straight away to boost the economy straight away to say. Once they're out of power, oh, look what I did when I was in power. I mm. got us out of so much debt. I got so much tax payments, like, but not showing any long-term benefit. Yeah. And the healthcare system is going to do the same. Like you're saying, people will slowly start dying and no one's going to realize it till like six years later. And then whoever was in power at the time is going to be like, Haha, I'm not in power anymore. It's not my problem. Yeah, exactly. They always do that. <sighs> and they still get a bloody big check after their retirement. Yeah. You know what pisses me off, right? Okay, so Tony Abbott is a ex-prime minister of Australia. He's currently getting paid an ex-prime minister's like salary, which is like 200 grand a year for doing nothing, right? However, he's not doing nothing anymore. He's the trade ambassador on behalf of England, where he was born. He was born in London, right? This is a real thing. This is a real thing. You can Google it. Tony Abbott was born in London, but the point is, he is advising England how to fuck over Australia's trade while also being paid by Australia. If you don't think there's a conflict of interest here, you clearly are not being paying attention. <laughs> uh. All right, Patty, have you got a pitch for us? No. You know a pitch for us? Thought we talked about that one. No. You're going to save that one for another no. time? What one? All right, well, I'll go over to one of my... Oh, that... (laughs) Should we cut this or keep this part of the podcast? Look, you're editing. It's fine. It's your call. Probably. (laughs) This is business and it is unfiltered. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, I fell asleep. Um... (laughs) You know what? Let's just start here. Patty, you have something to talk about. Yeah, Patty, have you got a pitch for us? Uh, Sure, why not? Um... Sorry. Professional podcasters, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is only episode 20. <laughs> 19, get it oh, right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, all right. Um, it's not a pitch, by the way. It's just, uh, it's it's more of just another, I want to say rant, but more of just a uh, an observation I've made over the years of my life. Oh, the, love uh, a good observation. The, the NBN's the observation. Oh, wait, we already went through that. The, the, <laughs> Yes, uh, don't don't get me started with that shit. Um, it's like also with his ATAR stuff, you know, uh, whatever. I fucking hate it. I got a fifty three. Fuck it. You didn't get an asterisk, mate. Just wear that with pride. Oh, geez, wouldn't it? Uh, no, not not even gonna think about that. Anyway, okay. So um, I don't like it since we, we get personal nowadays on the podcast, and I think uh, all of us were the young young men, were gentlemen. And as young gentlemen grow enough, you know, we'll eventually get, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, etc. Myself, I currently have a girlfriend. Love it a bit. She's awesome. However, my one gripe... Oh, don't bring, um, don't bring your with, dirty laundry onto her. the podcast, Patty. No, 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 no. It's because it's an observation I've made. I've just like been like around, you know, my mum, my sister, my aunts, my cousins, like females in my life. I've made the observation that... For some reason, they're cold all the time. <laughs> oh my god, dude, you're so right. What what is with that? Hundred percent. And yeah. I don't know why. And I was like, this is like I don't know if it's me or if it's just the I don't know. Maybe they're like always. 
it can't be coincidence that they're always cold mm. because it's like, well, we just came, it's summer right now. It's 37 degrees outside. I touch your hand. It's like, I'm touching a fucking Eskimo. So I'm sick of it. So I was like, I Google, I, I, the other day I Googled, okay, what are, you know, are women cold? And this article came out, like has come out literally saying, this is why women are colder than men. I was like, what the fuck is oh, this? Okay, and good. the reason is, for some reason, it's something called a metabolic rate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So what is that? James? Okay, so you basically have something called a BMR or your basal metabolic rate. <clears throat> and what that is, is the amount of energy you burn a day for your natural processes. So your heartbeat, your brain function, sleeping, your breathing, all that sort of stuff. You get what I, you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's three things that determine your metabolic rate. It's your age, your gender, and how fit or unfit you are. So if you're so if you're an obese um, young female, you're gonna burn heaps of energy. Whereas um, if you're like a male, seventy year old, and you're still pretty fit, it's gonna be really like really really low. So. The thing, the thing with like women is because one, they're females, they're naturally always colder than men. They're burning um, less energy, and that's why. So that that energy is what warms you up. Burning that energy is what but keeps you up. Why is it okay. lower? Like if if someone has a lower body mass, yeah, you would expect a lower BMR because you need less calories to stay warm. But why is this the like set temperature of like hands and feet colder than men? I mean, yeah, it's all to do with circulation, right? Because mm. really, that energy you burn is proportional to the temperature of your body and there must be something to do with, I don't know, I'm not a, like a doctor or a biologist, but where the circulation goes in your hands or your feet. Um, but yeah, you're right. The the lower the body mass, the less energy you need to, to burn and therefore the colder you are. No. Why that is just in your hands and feet, that's anyone's guess. No, I'm not saying that if you're smaller, you should have a lower BMR and that causes lower heat. I'm thinking that you have a lower BMR if you're smaller, fair enough, and you have a larger BMR if you're bigger, right? But like, just because you're smaller, the BMR is like a scaling factor. It should be the same like weight, like same BMR per kilogram, let's say. It should be the same metric for both sizes. That shouldn't be the reason why you got worse circulation. Like The only difference is XX chromosome and XY chromosome. Why does that mean... Circulations again. This is probably a question for um, someone who's actually know what they're talking about. Uh, I'm not really an expert in the human and female anatomy, um, but uh, don't smile at me. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but um, the question we follow up with, oh, daddy, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> they call me Uncle Toby. <laughs> but okay, follow up question is: How can we solve this? How can we help um, raise the hand and feet temperature of women? <laughs> <laughs> now, and before you suggest put socks and gloves on, I've tried it. Yeah. It's failed. Yeah. I've bought my, I, I bought her an Udi. Yeah. Has that worked? And I mean, it works for like when I hug the body, mm. but it's still, it's, it's like a moo-moo. So, you know, the legs are still sh- like, are still there. So it's pretty, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like put some socks on. Jeez. Like I need to get her like a onesie now or something. I need I need- Patty, you, you just need to be worse, mate. You just need to be a bad person. Get her wound That's up. A- so because does when, get a wound when, up. When, 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 when anyone's when anyone's wound up, their blood pressure inca- increases and they release more cortisol, which speeds up circulation, which will make everything hot. Yeah, so warmer. you, you so just shave off solution. like five a, years of her life, but she's warmer. Be a, in a short dick. Term. 
Yeah, be a liberal. Be a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I won't uh, do that. No, I'm joking. Definitely don't do that. I discourage that completely. Yeah, obviously, Just... yeah, definitely don't be a dick. I mean, you are sometimes... You We all wind up the, the significant other on the occasion, but um, the, the other ways to try and get um, like the hands and feet better... Warmer, sorry, not better. Um, <laughs> what, are trying, what are you trying to say there, though? Clearly. <laughs> oh, Call him. He's like the new Tarantino. Ooh. Oh, don't get me started. Oh, um, but um, ways to increase the BMR, right? To metabolic rate. Yeah, BMR, sorry. Basal metabolic yeah, rate, yeah. Um, so the ways to increase it. So there's a, a few ways to increase it. One is to be more active in sporty. Um, just doing sprint training is like just like a five-minute sprint is better than doing like a 30-minute run because it's just using more energy in that really short period. And your body, once it's got going, needs a, need, burns quite a bit of energy just to maintain that kind of like temperature. And so it does actually keep up your BMR just from doing like little bits of exercise. So doing constant exercise and moving around, probably one good way to keep um, circulation going and like the body temperature up. The other one is to ardently, artificially inflate the temperature. And that's through the use of hot showers and i bet i bet both of your significant others have hot damn showers oh it's ridiculous mate. Like, <laughs> i knew it i knew it <laughs> freaking ridiculous it's like, like it's like it's like showering in lava what, what is with it why the hands are freezing and the temperature's it's, hot like what's with this difference what's with the delta I, I would I would probably disagree with this whole thing that it's hand hands and feet because my girlfriend is always cold from all point of views mm. like not just the hands and feet and I think this is why she has a lot hotter showers because I'll be standing in the shower and she just bullies me she just feels the water and goes haha this is a cold shower I'm like no you're the psycho here like I'm literally feeling the temperature of the shower and I'm like it's killing me like it's actually torture. You're the one swimming in Hell's Kitchen. I'm just here, you know, in a onsen spa going on. Like, it's happy. Yeah. I don't get um, it. Something, something you can do, because obviously we very welcomely allow technology on to hear, don't we, boys? That's the whole point of this podcast. No, I hate technology. Is, um, live like a fucking hermit. <laughs> <laughs> is is where, like, we and you could make something like this, like a, a thermic bracelet or something, or a thermic neck brace, for example, because what you have on your wrist and your neck is like nerves that connect to the hypothalamus, I think, and that regulates temperature a lot better. So, if you put something cold on there, like if you get a cold piece of ice and you put it on the back of your neck, it's really cold oh, yeah. as opposed to putting it like on your on your quad, for example. It's not as cold and that in turn um, has a, a greater driving force over the temperature change. Hmm. So, that's that's one thing you could do is just give her a heat bracelet. Is it? Happy birthday, babe. Here's here's a watch that <laughs> it is warm at the same time. For some reason, I thought you were going to pitch, um, you know, you get her a necklace or a bracelet and it has like her current temperature on it. <laughs> oh, that's so useful. So, oh, man. <laughs> nah, well, it's, it's more just like a ready, like um, you're bracing for impact mm. almost. Where it's like, all right. It's like, hey, babe. I wait, wonder if you could it's hack... Like, the, it's 19 degrees. Yeah. I wonder if you could hack the body, right? Like that idea of putting an ice cube down your back. Your body responds by trying to warm it up. Is there a way do you reckon you could trick some of these senses to thinking that the body's colder than it is and then it artificially like heats up? The same way like the body has a natural uh, immune system that even if it gets like hay fever, right? It has a full immune like breakdown because we're killing this thing and gives you like runny noses and then like puffs up your cheeks and whatnot. And that's like a false trigger. I wonder if we could develop a false trigger to raise the temperature of people. Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. The other way is just have a like a long sauna. 
Those are those are known to like increase your BMR. For some reason, I was thinking, you know, a couple of eps back, you pitched the idea, Sean, about a jacket that w- to prevent sexual harassment. Oh yeah, 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 that's me. You would uh, sorry, no, sorry, yeah, Sean, you did it to prevent sexual harassment. It was a jacket when you touch, like you know, a, a lady would wear it mm. or uh, whoever would wear it, and then when you touch it. The, the person touches it, it would like shock them, yeah. you know? It was like a, or like a, what, what is it called again? You know, like a taser. Uh, not a taser, not a taser. I mean, it has the idea of like electric shock, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying, that idea of like touch bang. What if it was like a, ta- what if it was like a, a jacket or like a sloppy Joe that like, that was electronic in like almost like a, uh, a thermal blanket where, you know, you turn it on and just heats up to a certain temperature. I like this idea. I think James mentioned something similar that he wanted to get for his dad, like a motor motor uh, jacket. Yeah. Motorbike jacket that had a heater inside it. Yeah, so it's, it was like, it's a Milwaukee jacket that's got like a, a lithium-ion battery pad on it, and it just uses electric current to generate heat. It's pretty cool. You just charge it up. Um, my mate uses it mm. for work at like four in the morning, and it gets him to work without hypothermia. So good on you, mate. That'd be great. I, I think a follow-up point to that is because you got heating equipment inside, um, the outside is still exposed. We could put solar panels on it, and we'd have a solar-powered girlfriend. God. You and fucking panels. I love my solar panels. Like, oh, I can't get my my my, girl, my girlfriend's already full of energy. I don't need solar yeah. charge. Don't She's need an Aries. She has enough energy uh, for the both of us. <laughs> a lithium girlfriend. She's just fine the way she is. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same way. I just have this <laughs> one little. Uh, downside is just the coldness mm. but you know i happily accept it okay so something i want to touch on here do you know how like there are some like um females who are so skinny but they eat like a champion but they remain skinny but they just yeah higher metabolic rates right yeah and you know what that's actually caused from so quoting quoting the book the body by bill bryson great book with lots of references those um females tend to fidget a lot more than the average human being and that fidgeting, like, you know, playing with your pen in this, attributes to, like, an extra two, 300 calories burnt a day. Dude. And in turn, that keeps them warm. Actually, that's something I've noticed with um, me and my dad. We we fidget too. My leg bounces a lot. I don't notice it, but it bounces a lot. And dad's like, I haven't been to the gym in, like, three months, um, but I have, like, this massive calves. And he does actually have really big calves. And all he does is, like, bounce his foot at the table nonstop, like, 12 hours a day. Um, yeah, but he bike rides, doesn't he? He does. Uh, he does bike ride a bit, but um, that was that was before. Uh, that was after. Sorry, he he's had like like massive legs for so long just because he bounces his leg, and that's been why he he <laughs> he attributes to that why he can have extra chocolate after dinner. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like I mean, I'm not like want to make something very clear. Like none of us are being gender biased here. Females have just evolved to have a lower body mass, and that's why they burn less energy that's just the proportion of it um so yeah that's that i guess that's the uh the, fi- the final take of that sort of argument yeah so that has been this week's episode of views with engineers hope you've all enjoyed it um i'll see you all in the next one see you yeah